0: Praise the Lord tonight. Amen. Praise the Lord. Wednesday night Bible study. And we praise God for being here. Praise God for you. And for you being here. And for those who will join us later. And for those who want to join but can't be here. Amen. We praise God for everyone. And we believe that God will make a way. For those who can't make it. He'll make a way for them to receive this at the appropriate time. But we, play, we praise God tonight. And we um, just thank God for Bible study. Amen. And so, I um, want to get into the Word tonight. We've been, for the last several weeks, talking about uh, living by faith. In fact, from the beginning of the year. Because we, as said, it's so important because that's what we're supposed to do as people of God God wants us to live by faith and so we've been on this journey of really desiring more than ever before to live out this commandment of God that we live by faith um, and not to do it sporadically not to do it for the so-called big things but to simply live this way. Day by day, hour by hour, moment by moment, big things, small things, everything in between. We purpose to live by faith. We're God's people. And um, in 2021, we want to step up to the responsibility that we have as God's people and the charge that we have from God himself to live by faith and to stop getting in and out of faith, pretending that we're in faith, um, trying to get other people to believe that we're in faith and all the rest of that. We want to really live by faith. And we, if we do that, we will then see the promises of God in our lives like never before. So that's where we are. And um, we've been talking about this for the last several weeks. And we also got into some of the specifics. Okay, living by faith, what does that mean? We started talking about living by faith when it comes for our healing. And then last week, we talked about faith for finances. And we want to continue with that on this week. And so let's pray first, and then we're going to get into the Word tonight. And uh, if you want to turn uh, in your Bibles, we're going to go to Matthew chapter 6. So that's where we're going to find ourselves tonight, where we're going to start in Matthew chapter 6, and, um, and, and, and we'll go from there. But let's, let's pray tonight um, as we begin this Bible study. Father, we bless your name, you. and we thank your Lord for another opportunity to share your word, to receive your word, to be blessed by your word. Father, we pray now that your will will be done and that, Father God, that uh, you will be glorified through everything that is said, everything that is done. And, Father, I'm praying for blessings to be upon your people tonight, those who are listening, those who are receiving, those who are desiring to hear your voice. Bless them with a listening ear and a receptive heart. And, Father, bless me, O God, to do your will tonight. And through it all, God, may you be glorified. We give you praise now for the marvelous things that you shall do. And we give you thanks and glory in Jesus name, in Jesus name. Amen. amen. All right. So we're talking about living by faith and we want to talk about living by faith for finances. And how many of you know, right? No one really has to tell any of us how important it is, how important finances are for us, right? We need them in this world. Um, and, you know, some of the needs are great and some of the needs are ongoing. But we have a God who owns a cattle on a thousand hills, and we have a God who delights in the prosperity of his servants, according to the word of God. So, but yet we find ourselves, just like with healing, we find ourselves, we say, well, we go through things, we're sick, and people die, and, 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 and you know, we struggle with our health. And why is that? And we dealt with that when we were talking about healing. And the same thing with finances. Well, if God desires to prosper us, why are some of us not prospering? Why do some of us, you know, uh, have problems paying bills and so forth, in debt and, you know, losing homes and so forth, right? Why is that? Um, again, it's God's will that everybody be saved, but everybody's not saved. So it's not simply God's will that gets it done in the lives of men. God's will is important to understand, but then it's important to do what's consistent with the will of God so that the promises of God come to pass in your life. So for example, with salvation, yes, it's God's will to be saved, but he said, whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. So as people, we have to make a decision of what we are going to do in response to the will of God. And um, when it comes to the faith for finances, then there are also things um, that that we need to do as well. Um, So let's look at Matthew then, Matthew chapter 6. Let's look at verse 33. And it says there, But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. The Amplified Version says, but seek, aim at, and strive after, first of all, his kingdom and his righteousness, his way of doing and being right. And then all these things taken together will be given you besides. And before this, Jesus was saying, take no thought. Take no thought for what you're going to eat. Take no thought for what you're going to wear. Right? Take no thought for the material things of life. He says, um, you know, your father will take care of you. And when he gets to verse 33, he says, seek first the kingdom of God. And then all these things, the material things that you desire, will be added unto you. Um... But the Amplified Version, and we're going to come back to this, very important because it says that we should seek his kingdom. And it says his way of doing and being right. And then all these things will be given you besides. And we'll come back to that. But just hold that in mind, his way of doing and being right. Um, We talked about last week, we looked at a few scriptures, uh, 3 John 2, for example. Where God says, you know, beloved, I desire above all things that thou prospers and be in health, even as thy soul prospers, and that's an inspired word of God. All, all the word of God is all the scriptures inspired by God, and there, you know, God's desire is that we prosper. Interestingly enough, it says and be in health, right? So we talk about you know, is it God's will to heal and, and, and is God's will for us to be in health? Yes, God desires that we prosper and be in health, even as our soul prospers. Um, Jeremiah 29 and 11 says, I know the plans I have for you, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plan to give you hope and a future. That's God's heart, right? He wants us to prosper. He wants us to have hope and a future. Um, so we know that, from the Word of God that God desires to provide for us. He desires to prosper us. But one of the things we have to come to a point of realizing and holding on to is that um, God's provision and His prosperity come God's way. Right? They come God's way. And I, I believe many Times we try to get to the provision of God and the prosperity of God our way. So, for example, you know, we'll fast and pray. And there's nothing wrong with fasting and praying. But is that the way to bring the prosperity of God into your life?
1: Yeah.
0: Right? See, God has a way, right, of getting to us the provision that we need, getting to us, the prosperity that we need and it's not going to come because we pray until we can pray no more we've done that you've done that right I mean that's that's not the thing um, doesn't mean that God hasn't responded to a prayer when you were in urgent need and he supplied you I'm not saying that but that's not prosperity right we we mentioned last week that blessed means empo- empowered to prosper mm-hmm. Prosperity means having resources and the ability to accomplish God's will. Um, so if we pray and sporadically here and there, you know, we can lift up our hands and say, oh, God blessed me and he gave me the provision. God blessed me and he gave me the finances that I need. That's good. But how many of you know there's something greater than that? Mm-hmm. And and what's greater than that is not getting the, you know, those just when you needed provisions and funds, right? Only to have to, you know, a couple of days, a couple of weeks, a couple of months, a couple of years later, be in the same position again, and then you get it, and then you get it, right? That's like, that's like, you know, being, being overjoyed because God heals you, and then you get sick, and then he heals you, and then you get sick, mm-hmm. and then he heals you, and you get sick. Yeah, it's great to get healed, but it's greater to be in health. Right, we, Third John too. Right, he didn't say, "Beloved, above all things, I desire that you prosper and I continually heal you." He said, I, "I I desire that you prosper and be in health." So, health and continued health and strength and vitality is greater than repeated healings. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. This is not to say. If you're sick, you shouldn't pray for healing, but you should know there's something greater that God wants to give you, and that's called health, right? Strength and health He wants you to have, and it's the same thing with finances. It's great that God will come in at, at the midnight hour and give us money for the rent or give us money to pay our car note, right? But that's not he, how He wants us to live, mm-hmm. right? Needing the, oh, God, can you give it to me? Okay, oh God, can you give it to me? No, He He desires that we that we be in this state of prosperity that that we have more than enough and that's the greater and so blessings are good (laughs) amen those those things when we get the healing and we get the financial provision but let's put our mind on the greater because that's what god is looking for us to do as he calls us to live by faith but we talked last week and we said but why does god want to prosper because that's very, very important for us to understand. Does he want to prosper us so that we can show off? No. Does he want to prosper us so that we could get the latest gadgets? No. Get the biggest house, the bigger car, the bigger this, the bigger that? No. Does he mind that we get those things in the midst of our prosperity? No, he doesn't mind that. But that's not the purpose of it. And we went back to Genesis 12 and we looked at verses 1 through 3 when God called Abram from his country and he established a covenant with Abraham. And among the things he said, he said, I'm going to bless you and you shall be a blessing. Mm -hmm. So part of the covenant that's still on our lives as spiritual descendants of Abraham is that we are to be a blessing in the earth. We're children of God, we're his representatives in the earth and it's through us That the love of God is going to be shown to people around us. And so God wants to bless us so that we in turn be a blessing to other people. Mm -hmm. Very important that we understand that. He's not blessing us so that we can be the big shot. He's blessing us so that we can be a blessing to other people. The other thing he said to Abram, Abram was that, and through you all the families of the earth will be blessed. Now, for Abram, that was because Jesus was going to come through him and bless the whole world with the gift of salvation for those who will receive it. Mm -hmm. And here we are, though, you know, we're now Christians, we're little Christ, right? We're, 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 uh, um, you know, we're, we're servants of the Lord and we're in the family of God. And now we have an opportunity to spread this great message through the whole world. Right. So through us, all the earth can be blessed if we understand that as God blesses us, we want to not only be a blessing to people as they as, as we can, but we also want to take the greatest blessing of all. And it's this message of salvation. Right. And be the representative of all the goodness of God in the earth. Right. And it's not just going around preaching and teaching. It's not that it's the way we treat everyone. It's, 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 it's forgiving people and loving on people and, 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 and doing all the things that God tells us to do and teaches us to do, because by doing that, we show the goodness of God to the whole earth, right? And we show the goodness of God to those who are around us. And so God wants to be able to, to bless and prosper us so that we're going to be a blessing and then we'll be his godly representatives in the earth. But if you and I are sitting in a corner fretting about paying tomorrow's bill and fretting about putting food on the table, because these are real problems, then how are we going to be those powerful representatives of God in the earth? Let's let's be real and let's do, let's stop pretending, right? Don't even pretend. I'm not saying you are, but let's stop if we even. But thinking about it, money issues can weigh on our mind when you can't pay the bill, when you can't, you don't know how you're going to get the, the the money to get, you know, put your kid in school or to pay the car note or whatever. It can weigh on our minds and it can take us out of this thing called life. We can get detached and we can get separated and we can get depressed because we can't make ends meet. Mm. So then, if we if, if that's what happens, then how are we going to be these powerful representatives, ambassadors of Christ in the earth, carrying the message of the great God that we serve and his gift of salvation? It hampers us from doing that. It has the great ability to do that. And secondly, if we don't have enough for ourselves, then how can we be a blessing to anybody around us? So so we we see how this goes hand in hand. God wants to prosper. But he prospers us and he wants to prosper us so that we can be a blessing and that we can be those powerful representatives in the earth. Now, does that mean you have to have a, a, an airplane? No, no. doesn't mean that. Does it mean that you shouldn't have an airplane? I'm not saying that either. doesn't mean that either. But God wants us to be in that position to bless other people and to carry forth his message in the earth so that others can know that god is a good god amen now um we looked at deuteronomy 8 and 18 and he says there that it is it is the, it is god who you know gives you the power to get wealth mm-hmm. right god gives us the power to get wealth and then it says the reason to establish his covenant as he swear unto the fathers that covenant was to bless them. To bless bless Abraham. He he had the covenant with Abraham, with Isaac, and with Jacob. Right? And he blessed all of them. They all were blessed. And they weren't spiritually, just spiritually blessed either. They were blessed with cattle, and and with sheep, and with silver, and with Mm -hmm. gold. Right? They were blessed materially as well. Uh, They had land, they had men servants and maid servants. They were blessed. And that was part of the covenant that he had because, again, I'm going to bless you. And God says in Psalm 89 and 14, he says, My covenant I will not break, nor alter the word that has gone out of my lips. So that covenant is still there, right? And it's on the spiritual descendants of Abraham, which we are in Christ Jesus. Mm-hmm. The New Living Translation says, No, I will not break my covenant. I will not take back a single word. I said. So that that's still there, that blessing for us to go forward and to be a blessing. Right? Um, but how does he but how is he going to do it? Is it going to be because now we can say, okay, well, God, then bless me. I'm I'm here. No. Is it going to come because We beg and plead with him. Oh, Lord, please, 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 bless me, bless me, bless me. No. God has a way of doing it. And this is where, glory to God, and this is so important and everything. I just believe that this particular Bible study is just so important for us because it's a breakthrough for us in in so many ways. But this is where we have to get it. And this is where we come back to Matthew chapter 6. Where it talks about seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, seek ye first the kingdom of God, his way of doing and being right we have we this is where it's so important that we understand that scripture because the way we're going to get into that flow of God's provision and his prosperity is through giving. Yeah. And see right there that just, people could throw up their hand oh I can't, I can't give what I don't have. that's true but it's through giving that we receive. Now we know that Luke 6: 38 we know the scripture, we read the scripture, we sung this scripture right give. And it will be given unto you, good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over, shall men pour into your bosom. For with the same measure you meet, it will be measured back to you again. Mm -hmm. Right? We know that scripture. And it's very simple. Give and it. What's the it? Whatever you gave. It will be given back to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. But remember what God says. He wants us to be a blessing. Remember that he, he told Abraham that that's still on our lives. That's part of the covenant. We're blessed to be a blessing. So God wants us to be like he is. Remember we were talking about being imitators of God as dear children. Well, the biggest giver in the entire universe is God. God so loved the world that he gave, right? God is a giver. And as his children, we ought to be givers. And as we give, the word says it comes back to us. Now let's let's look at some scriptures together on this point. Proverbs 19 and 17. The NIV version of Proverbs 19 and 17 says, Whoever is kind to the poor lends to the Lord, and he will reward them for what they have done. Why is that important? Because, see, God is saying, because, see, a lot of times we talk about giving, and especially when the preacher starts talking about giving, you, you know, many people's mind go to, oh, they're looking for people to give to the church, they're looking for people to give to the preacher. And listen, there are scriptures that, that, that support giving money to the preacher, amen? So I'm not against that at all. Mm-hmm. But, but it's not even about that. God wants us to look out for the needy, the, the widow, the orphan. Right, uh, those who are oppressed, right? Jesus said, The poor will be with you always, right? Be- but, but God wants us to look after the poor. Jesus talked about how you did all these things for me you gave me water, you gave me clothes, you visited me, you did these things. They said, When did we do it? He said, When you did it for the least of these, my brethren. See, God's mind is on the least of these in the earth mm-hmm. because He wants to take care of them. But how is God going to take care of the least of these in the earth? Through his people, who are blessed to be a blessing. But now some of his people say, but I need a blessing. Mm -hmm. Understood. Trying to get it to you. How are you going to get it? How are you going to get into that that empowered to prosper state? How are you going to get into that prosperity state where you have all the resources and the ability to accomplish the will of God in the earth? Is because you're going to do it God's way. Mm-hmm. See? Right? Seek ye first the kingdom of God. His way of doing and being right. The mistake that so many of us have made, we want to get to this place of blessing and prosperity our way.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And the scripture says, There seemeth a way that is right unto a man. <laughs> but the ends thereof are over the way of death. Some people believe they're going to get to the blessing of God by working six jobs. No. You're just going to work yourself into the ground. Right? No, the blessing of the Lord maketh rich, and he adds no sorrow with it. Having two, three jobs is sorrowful. Amen. Because You don't have enough time, don't have enough energy and everything else. Um, that's not the way. It's not going to be by begging God to bless you. It's going to be through giving, and you're going to unlock something really powerful. Um, Proverbs 28 and 27. It says, those who give to the poor will lack nothing. Mm-hmm. Those who give to the poor will lack nothing. That's what Proverbs 28 and 27 says. And then one more proverb, 11 and 25 says, A generous person will prosper. Whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. See, so when we're generous with others, we'll prosper. And as we water other people, refresh other people, provide for others, we then release something in the spirit realm where God now will see to it that Mm -hmm. it comes back to us. The Amplified version of uh, Proverbs 11.25 says, The generous man is a source of blessing and shall be prosperous and enriched. And he who waters will himself be watered. And listen to this. Weeping the generosity he has sown.
1: Mm.
0: And see, that's why it's so important to maintain a spirit of generosity, even in the midst of lack. And, I, and is that difficult? Yes. It, but you know what it is? It's a faith thing. And we're talking about living by faith. Many people believe that they will get to a place of abundance by giving out of their surplus, right? Right. So, for example, somebody says, you know, why don't you donate $10 to this cause? Let's take it outside of the church. It's like, you know, the Girl Scouts, right? They're outside the supermarket. You know, mister, can you give me $10 to support the Girl Scouts? And you you don't give. And in your mind, you're saying, look, I'm a little short this week. If I had more, I'd give more. Hmm. Here's the thing. I say this in all humility and sincerity. No, you won't. Because giving is not about how much you have. Giving is a condition of your heart. Mm -hmm. And what God wants us to do is get to a place where our hearts define us, right? It's our heart. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Not in his wallet. It's about what's in his heart. And if if we get to the point that our heart is transformed and we become givers, then we find ways to give, right? You may not be able to, to, to give money all the time, but you might be able to give something else, Mm -hmm. but givers do something. They give, (laughs) right? They give. So you might not be able to support what's going on in the community because they're trying to take donations, but you know what? You might be able to Scratch together a little something, some food for the people who are having the meeting so that they can have something to eat and refresh Mm -hmm. themselves. That's giving, right? So, so, but a giver looks for ways to give and it's not always money. It's about just having that generosity of spirit. And as the Bible says here, you will reap the generosity of what you have sown. Now, um, I wanna say something because I think this is this is uh this is really important because you know, a lot of times people will say, Yeah, you know, the preacher's saying some stuff and, and, and you just trying to get me to do some things and, and and I will say this, this is so important because so many people struggle with finances, right? And 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 if we continue to try to do things our way in this area it's just going to lead to continued heartache. Mm-hmm. We have to break free from that. We were talking about strongholds months and weeks ago. This is a stronghold for a lot of people. Money is a stronghold for a lot of believers. Mm-hmm. And we have to pull down that stronghold. And part of the stronghold is, I can't get what I don't have, or when I have more, I'll give. Don't worry about what you have now. Let God transform you into a giver. Now, I want to stop here because I just want to share... You know, my wife is sitting here and if I say anything, she's far away, so she can't kick me under the table, but she'll shoot me one of the looks. You know, um, if I say anything amiss, I'm not going to say anything amiss, but this is so important because this is not about someone just trying to throw some scriptures at you, right? Without the benefit of personal experience, yeah. yes. right? Without the benefit of personal experience. So, I just want to share some things personally with you, right? You know, there was a time in our marriage, and and again, my wife's sitting right here. uh, She's my witness, and so are others. My children are witnesses, too. They're not sitting here, but they're witnesses, too. Mm -hmm. Where, look, we had no money or very little money. We were behind on our rent. We were behind on our bills. And you know, our credit score was so low, yes. right, that it was falling off the page, okay, that's how low our credit score was, I mean, we were just really in bad shape financially, we were in the church, right, yes. we're yes. in the church, and we continued to pay our tithes, we continued to bring our offerings, yes. um, and we continued to... To not have enough money. We couldn't even buy our kids clothes as the seasons changed. Yes. So, like, you know, they, they had to wear last summer's clothes this summer. And kids have this annoying habit when they're small. They grow, right? Yeah. So, from one year to the next, right, they're not the same size. Mm-hmm. But we had the same clothes because that's what where we were. Um, and during this time, we were in Virginia. Yeah. And I was working in D.C. And during this time, when money is low and we had the situation I just described, the Lord continually, when I would get, when I would get into D.C., he would have me. I, somebody would be asking for money, begging for money on the street or whatever. And sometimes he'd let me get a half a block away and would tell me, go back and put $5 in the cup go back and put $10. Uh, I remember one time I went and I bought lunch and there was a man outside the store and he's asking for money. And I said, no, but I'll buy you lunch. And I just had a few dollars, but I'll buy you lunch. So I bought my lunch. I bought his lunch. I go back outside. He was gone. (laughs) Right? And then the Lord said to me to go to Lafayette Park because I, I worked right there, right from uh, across from the White House, go to Lafayette Park, because there's a whole lot of homeless people right. there, and find someone and mm-hmm. give them the lunch. And I went and I found a, a homeless man. I gave him the lunch. And he started saying to me about, about how this is what I should be doing as a Christian. But he told me, because you need to be rich toward God. That's scripture. Yeah. And that's what he said to me. You need to be rich toward God. And, and so during this time it all, this would happen continually. Mm-hmm. And we had no money. And God's talking about to give. It said sometimes it's just $5. It'd be $2. But, it'd be, but it was a test of obedience, yes. right? Mm-hmm. Then we fast forward and I left that job, right? And we got a payment upon leaving that job. Yes. Several thousand dollars. And we were in debt and we were wanting yes. to get out of debt and we wanted to pay our bills and all the rest of it and we got this payment several thousand dollars and it was right around christmas yes. and if this was at any other time in our lives
1: mm-hmm. we
0: would have said we've been struggling so bad our kids have been struggling so bad we're going to just have the greatest christmas ever, ever. that's yes. what we would have said yeah but we didn't because God had been working on us in this time of lack, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: right? And our our hearts and our minds were now aligned with his program. Because again, I didn't really have much, but every time he would say, go put $5, go over here, go over here. I didn't want to like, sometimes, but I would turn around and I would do it. And I'm thinking something immediately comes. No, it didn't. But a couple of years later, right? We got this money. And what did we do? We paid off our bills. Every bill. We paid off every bill. Yeah. And I believe that 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 God looked at that and said, you can be trusted. Mm-hmm. And he knew we were serious about asking him to pay our bills, mm-hmm. to raise our credit score, and to get out of debt. Now, was all our problem solved? No. Mm-hmm. But, but we were now in this thing where we were doing things God's way of doing. We were giving even when we were in need. Mm-hmm. We were giving. We were still bringing our tithes and our offering. We were still believing on God.
1: Yeah.
0: And God moved. And from there, it just continually began to happen because now this is how we're living. Right. And God continues to move. He continued to open doors to now, uh, you know, just today, and my wife didn't know this, and I didn't know this was going to come up, but just today, my wife calls me over. And says, come in, I want to show you something. <laughs> she knows she's laughing because she did it. She says, I want to show you something. And she showed me her credit score. <laughs> and now the credit score is like going off the top of the page. <laughs> Glory to God in heaven. Amen. Glory to Glory. God. You, but 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 you understand, it yeah. wasn't always that way. Mm-hmm. But when we were there, we were giving. And here's the thing. Many people believe. When I have more, I give more. You know what they're saying? I will give out of my abundance. Yeah. That's not how blessings come. Blessings come when you give out of your lack. When you give out of your lack, that's when blessings come. That's when it, so, so sometimes you got to look and say, I don't have it. But that doesn't mean you can't be a giver. It's God's way of getting provision into your hand. And again, it's doing things his way. Now, I want to talk about a couple of things, and we have time, glory Mm -hmm. to God. You remember the widow of Zarephath? Mm -hmm. Elijah was sent to the widow of Zarephath. Mm -hmm. And he got to the town, and she was gathering up some sticks. And Elijah, who's the man of God, comes into town, and he says, "Uh, Make me a Mm cake, right? give me some water and she gives him water and then he says make me a cake And he says she said i'm she said i got a little oil and a little flour and i'm going to make a cake for me and my son
1: mm-hmm. and
0: we're gonna eat it and we're gonna die that's what she said because it was in the midst of a famine midst of a drought mm-hmm. so she said i only have a little bit of oil I only have a little bit of flour. I have enough to make one last cake for me and my son. Mm-hmm. We're going to eat it and we're going to die. You know what Elijah, Elijah said? He said, that's fine. Do as you said, but bring me a cake first. <laughs> right. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Now think of the audacity of that. <laughs> that, that someone's going to say to you when you just told them, this is the last I have.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: And they say, well, that's okay. Give me some. Give me some. See, if you come from where we come from, from the Bronx, from Brooklyn, from Detroit, from Compton. See, that's a fight's going to break out right about now. Right? But if the woman, right, would have responded that way, then her words would have came to, to pass. She would have made that cake, her and her son would have ate it, mm-hmm. and then they would have died because it would have been no more. But what happened? She took the little bit she had. She didn't have an abundance. She -hmm. took the little bit she had. And she made the man a cake. And she gave it to him. She gave out of her little bit. Mm -hmm. And what happened? God saw to it that the oil and the flour didn't run out (laughs) throughout that entire drought. And she had enough for her, for her son, and for Elijah Elijah Mm -hmm. to sustain them. In the midst of a drought. Yeah. So what happened? She gave out of her lack. Yes. She didn't have a whole lot. She didn't tell Elijah, well, come back when I have more flour and oil. I'll give you a cake. She gave him a cake, even though that's all she had. Yeah. That's the key. And then God, because that's what he wanted. He wanted his man. He said, go to the widow of Zarephath, because I have commanded her to sustain you. hmm So God had always spoke to that woman, sustain him. Right. Mm -hmm. And she did it. She didn't look at her provision and go, I can't do it. She listened to the voice of God. She sustained him and God blessed her.
1: Yes.
0: And now she had more than enough. That's the key. And that's where we have to go. I mean, that's what we have to do. You think about it. You think about it, that little boy.
1: Mm -hmm. You know,
0: sometimes you can get some little kids who are sassy, you know what I mean? You come and ask them for something, they go, Mister, I'm not giving you anything. Can you imagine that little boy with the two fish and five loaves of bread? When they went around looking for the lunch? Mm -hmm. That he said to Peter or or to Matthew, Mister, I'm not giving you anything. (laughs) When they were looking for some, right? Mm -hmm. But he didn't. He gave of his two fish and five loaves. And what happened? Out of the little bit yes it turned to a lot but it had to be given yes and so we want more we need more from time but then we want to hold on to the little bit mm-hmm. and that's where it breaks down because that's not god's way god knows how much we have but he's looking at our heart okay. are you a giver mm-hmm. and so when you only have 10 if i ask you to give somebody five would you do it he doesn't. He's not gonna wait till you have a hundred and ask you to get somebody five. Right. That's nothing. When you only got ten, will you give five? When you only got ten, will you give ten? Mm-hmm. See, that's the test, and God is looking. So when God blessed us with those finances at that time, when, we, when I left the job, and we have all these bills, and we've been praying for for years, Lord, get us out of debt, pay our bills, yeah. get us out of debt. He goes, okay. What are you going to do? Mm-hmm. Just like he had commanded the widow of Zarephath, he he had already spoken to us and was telling us, not that he told us he was going to do this, but he gave us an assurance that he was going to get us out. Yeah. But now what are we going to do? Are we going to spend it on ourselves? Are we going to build a bigger barn? Mm-hmm. Are we going to eat, drink, and be merry? Or are we going to do like the widow who was in debt, and came to Elisha, and he said, go borrow pots, pour them out. And then what happened? She came back, and what did he tell her? First thing, pay your bills. That's the first thing he told her. Pay your bills, and then live off the rest. Now, we couldn't pay our bills and live off the rest. We could just pay our bills. (laughs) But it just let God know, we can trust you. So the question is, can God trust you? Can God trust you with the money that you're asking him for? Can God trust you with the extra? Can God trust you with the overflow? And that's the key. And the trusting means, are you going to be attuned to his voice? Are you going to seek first the kingdom? Mm. Or are you going to seek first your own needs and wants? Are you going to do it his way of doing? Or is it going to be your way?
1: Yes.
0: That's the key. And when it comes to finances... God wants to know that we're not going to build bigger barns. But we're going to be a blessing in the earth. And we're going to be representatives of him in the earth. We're going to support the gospel in the earth. And we're going to do what we can to get this great message of the salvation of God through Jesus Christ to as many people as God positions us to get it to. Right. And that we can have money and we can show God, God, I can have money. And you can trust me to have money because money don't have me. <laughs> Glory to God. That's what he's looking for. And when he knows that that's the case,
1: mm-hmm.
0: then he has no problem. Blessing. Yeah. Now, the one last thing I want to say here, and we're going to come. There's two last things, uh, places I want to go. Okay, let, let's do this. Let's go to 2 Samuel chapter 6. Because I think for too long, right, you know, we're thinking that we're going to, you know, somehow manipulate God. You know, that we're going to pray and fast for money. That's not how. Right? Praying and fasting is to change you right. and to, and me and to get our hearts aligned with yeah. God. It's not to change God and get him to, right? But God has said certain principles in the earth. He says, as long as the earth remains, seed time and harvest will never cease. What does that mean? That you give and, you know, you sow and you reap, right? Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. Whatsoever a man sows, that shall he also reap, you know? And so God has a way of getting things into our hands, right? But he wants to know that our hands are free and they're open and that we're givers, and that we're going to be channels through which he can reach those who are in need.
1: Yes. Right. Mm-hmm.
0: So let's look at First Samuel chapter six, because this, what, what we want to hit here is there's a reluctance I believe to when, when we hear this because we we're, we in the natural it just doesn't seem to make sense. You know, mm-hmm. it just doesn't seem to make sense. But 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 the supernatural things of God don't make sense to the natural mind.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Right? So, for example, when, when when Joshua is standing before Jericho's wall that's so imposing and it's so and it's shut up, it's tightly shut up, no one's going in and no one's going out. The idea of that wall coming down in the natural, okay, give me some tools, give me some battering rams, give me some, right? And,
1: mm-hmm. and let's
0: knock this thing down. And God said, No. Walk around the the, the the wall once a day for six days. Right. Don't say anything once a day for six days. Then on the seventh day, walk around seven times, and after you do that, scream. Mm-hmm. That doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. But what happened? The wall came down, right? Right? Because God was up to something,
1: mm-hmm. you know.
0: When 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 they when they run out of wine at the marriage feast, and Jesus says, "Pour water into the pots." Mm-hmm. That doesn't make any sense. They don't need water. And he right. won, but God's up to something. Mm-hmm. So you do it, and then you see. You see, and so the thing is, is that when it comes to the finances, and God says, "Give,"
1: right,
0: it doesn't make any sense because you say, "I need stuff." So how can I get? God's up to something.
1: Amen. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> so you got to do it, and then you'll see the supernatural provision comes. Right. It's not about what makes sense up here. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make sense up here to give what you don't have. But but see, God's up to something. Pour the water into the pots. God's up to something. Walk around Jericho without saying anything because God is up to something. And so we got to do it his way because he's up to something. So let's look at this. Um, 2 Samuel chapter 6. And we'll move quickly. And it says, Again, David gathered um, together all the chosen men of Israel, 30,000. And David arose and went with all the people that were with him from Baal of Judah to bring up the thence, the Ark of God, whose name is called by the name of the Lord of the host that dwelleth between the cherubims. And they set the Ark of God upon a new cart and brought it out of the house of Abinadab that was in Gabeah. And Uzzah and ah- 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 Ahio, the sons of Abinadab, drove the new cart. And they brought it out of the house of Abinadab, which was at Gebeah, accompanying the ark of God. And Ahio went before the ark. And David and all the house of Israel played before the Lord on all manner of instruments, made of fir wood, even on harps and on psalteries and timbrels and on cornets and on cymbals. And when they came to Nashon's threshing floor, Uzzah put forth his hand to the ark of God and took hold of it, for the oxen shook it, or they stumbled, and it was about to fall off the cart. And... Uh, And it says, and the anger of the Lord was kindled against Uzzah, and God smote him there for his error. And there he died by the ark of God. And David was displeased because God had done this. And David was afraid of the Lord, verse 9, that day, and said, how shall the ark of the Lord come to me? I read this because this shows the importance of doing things God's way. Right? Because God had long before established that the ark of the covenant including other holy things of the tabernacle and the tabernacle itself had to be transported a certain way mm-hmm. and you know he he had detailed instructions on who was to 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 who who was to transport the tent and the curtains and and who was to transport the poles and 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 the boards and the sockets and and the pillars and then he had specific instructions on who was to transport the holy things. Mm-hmm. Things like the the table of showbread and 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 the altar and the ark of the covenant. Right. He has specific instructions. It was the sons of Koath who were supposed to transport these things. But he has specific instructions. One, there's supposed to be rings on the side of the ark. hmm right and on the table of showbread and other pieces and poles were to be put between those rings and the ark was supposed to be carried on the shoulders Mm -hmm. it wasn't supposed to be put on the cart in fact there was a time when you know the elders the princes of israel came to moses and gave him you know like six oxen and, and 12 carts to transport the the to help transport the tabernacle. Mm-hmm. And God said, You can give it to the two sons whose jobs are to carry the curtains and to carry the hardware, but don't give it to the sons of Koath yeah. because they are to transport the holy things on their shoulders. Mm-hmm. So, what is he saying? It's not supposed to be on a cart. Right. What did David do? He put the Ark of the Covenant on a cart. Doesn't matter if that was a new cart. It could have been a tricked out card. Doesn't matter. God said don't put it on the card. God also said something else. They had to carry it on poles. But they couldn't prepare it. Like they had to put blue cloths over it. Before they moved it. Mm -hmm. But only Aaron and his sons could do that. They couldn't do it. The sons of Kohath couldn't do it. They couldn't touch it. God said you touch it you die. So what happened with Uzzah? It was -hmm. about to fall off the card. He touched it. What happened? He died. Right. But why did this happen? Because David wasn't transporting the cart. The way God said do mm-hmm. And this comes back to Matthew 6 and 33. His way of doing. Mm-hmm. And being right. So when it comes to. And, and God. There's so many examples of this. You remember when when Moses. Uh, what well, not Moses. Aaron's sons. Remember when God killed them. Because they offered strange fire. Right right? They did something in a way that God didn't prescribe. Now, this is not to say that if we try to get into prosperity and, and financial blessing that God's going to strike us down. No, it's just saying it's not going to be done your way. Right, right. It's not going to be done my way. God has a way of doing and being right. And that's what we want to do. That's what, that's what we saw in Matthew 6 and, and, and 33, his way of doing and being right. And when it comes to. The financial prosperity that he promises in his word. It's not about. The things that we want to do. Or think to do. It's God what is your way. Of doing this. Right. And God's way is through giving. Now I just want to read one last thing. And we'll close. This is second. We're going to go to 2nd Corinthians. Chapter 9. 2nd Corinthians chapter 9. I'm going to read um, verses 6 through 8. I'm going to read it first in the King James Version. It says this. But this I say, he which sows sparingly shall reap also sparingly, and he which sows bountifully shall reap also bountifully. Every man according as he purposeth in his heart, so let him, what? Give, yeah. not grudgingly or of necessity, for God, what? Loves a cheerful giver. And God is able to make all grace abound toward you, that ye, always having all sufficiency in all things, may abound to every good work. Now, we're going to close the same verses. I just want to read it in the Amplify. It says this. It says, remember this. He who sows sparingly and grudgingly will also reap sparingly and grudgingly. And he who sows generously, that blessings may come to someone. Mm -hmm. You see, we're blessed to be what? A blessing. So he who shows generously that blessings may come to someone will also reap generously and with blessings. Right. Let each one give as he's made up his own mind and purpose in his heart, not reluctantly or sorrowfully or under compulsion. For God loves, he takes pleasure in, prizes above other things and is unwilling to abandon or do without. A cheerful, joyous, prompt-to-do-it giver whose heart is in his giving. And then listen to verse 8. And God is able to make all grace, every favor and earthly blessing come to you in abundance so that you may always and under all All circumstances circumstances. and whatever the need Mm -hmm. be self-sufficient, possessing enough to require no aid or support Amen. and furnished in abundance for every good work and charitable donations. Yes. That's the word of God. Amen. This is how God gets provision into our hands. Amen. It's through giving and it's through being a prompt to do it. Cheerful heart is in his giving type of giver. Amen. Not a giver, go here, take it. No, not grudgingly, not a mean giver, a, a cheerful, cheerful giver. Man. And God says he's able to make all, all grace, grace. All come grace. to you in abundance, abundance that you will have more than enough. And look what it says, for every good work in charitable donation. Yeah. So see, the purpose of it still is to, Do the good work. right? Give, right? Now, does that mean you can't also take care of yourself? No, of course you can. And God has no problem with that because he already knows your heart's in the right place because he knows if I give you, you're going to give first, right? Mm -hmm. Glory to God. We're going to stop here. But we're talking about doing things God's way. Amen. And and, and I think one of the, and this goes above uh, on everything, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, minister tim or or pastor tim on sunday was was preaching right obedience is better than sacrifice right we gotta obey god we gotta do things his way we gotta do things his way his way of doing and being right and that's how we 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 see the promises of god coming to pass in our life and this is especially true in this area of finances amen um and and you know and this is not about giving to the preacher. preacher not asking you for anything. Amen. Amen. Uh, there's people right around you right now, you know, that you can give and you can give in so many ways. Um, but just remember that everything you do, everything you say, everything you think is a seed. And God multiplies seed that is sown. Amen. And that's why Paul said, Jesus ta- taught him, it's more blessed to give than to receive. Right? It's, it's a blessing to receive. Yes. But it's more blessed to give. Why? Because... If, if if I if, if if my wife gives me this pen, I got a pen. But if I give my wife this pen, it's only one pen,
1: <laughs>
0: right? But if I give it to her, then I put in motion the principles of God, where He says, "I I will reap what I sow," and yes. also that He multiplies the seed that is sown. So now I'm in line for a thirty, sixty, maybe a hundredfold in return on this one pen, yeah. which is why it's more blessed to give. It's a blessing to receive but it's more blessed to give. Yeah. Amen. We'll come back next time. We're going to continue to talk about this cuz we 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 got to amen. We got to break this stronghold of lack, this financial lack. Um and I know that it's a it's a sore point for many in the body of Christ and and sometimes we hide from it. And that's why I try to be transparent about our struggles. Amen. Yeah. um and i know you've you've had it you probably got your own stories of how you do it but i mean we we, we have to break this and god mm-hmm. wants to amen uh but it, it's going to come because we're going to live by faith but it's also going to come because we're going to do it his way amen amen god's word god's will god's way okay. amen let's pray tonight father we bless your name and we yes, thank god. you lord Glory to god we thank you for your word and father we just pray um for increased revelation yes, glory to god father. we pray for more revelation more light to be shined in our hearts O oh god that we can understand even more what you have taught yes, us god. tonight and father god i pray that the strongholds of of lack the strongholds of money oh god would just be pulled down O oh god destroyed yes, god. demolished in the name of jesus christ and father god that we will walk in the liberty of your word and of your spirit and Father God, that we will get in alignment with you, yes. seeking first the yes. kingdom of God, your way of doing and being right. And, Father God, that we will then see the blessings of God making us rich yes. and no sorrow being added yes. to it. Father, you, we God. truly believe our cup runneth over and that we lack no good thing. And so, Father God, we just desire to learn even the more of how we can get Fully in the center of your will as yes, it Lord. as it deals with provision, prosperity, and blessing. And Father, we believe that as we do that, we shall see the goodness of the Lord in our lives. And we will give you the praise. So, Father, we just thank you for what you've done. Yes. Continue to speak to us. Continue to grow us up in our most holy faith. And we'll continue to bless your name. We love you. We praise you. And we give you glory. In Jesus' in name. Amen. 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 And so, praise God. Uh, we will see you next time, if you're on the East Coast or anybody in the country. It seems like it's snowing everywhere in the United States. And we're about to get some snow, supposedly, tonight and tomorrow. But be safe <laughs> yep. if you got to be out there. And um, continue to pray for us. We'll continue to pray for you your family. And, and, and you know, if you if need prayer, just drop us a line. Amen. And so Amen. that we can just pray. The effectual program prayer of the righteous availeth much. And so we'll pray for you as you pray for us. But we'll see you next time. Hopefully we'll see you on Sunday. God bless you.